entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders, and if you're listening to this podcast, that's you, so you can inspire others. I've got two really neat guests with me in the studio today. They're local. This is a national show, but they're local friends. I have Jill Murray and Teddy Delaney, and they are with Lackawanna College in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is also my hometown. Let's see if I get these titles right. Jill Murray, Dr. Jill A. Murray, is now Executive Vice President, Chief Innovation Officer, and President-Elect at Lackawanna College. And Teddy Delaney is the eSports Program Administrator. So there's a clue to what we're going to talk about, eSports. Mm-hmm. This stuff is coming on. Jill and I, we've been talking about this for maybe over a year already, Jill. Over a year, almost two years, Marty. Yeah, you were on TechBridge Radio a year or two, and we, it's all started here where you got me interested That's in right. this. That's right. Right? That's exactly right. went back and forth with some stories and some papers. So this is... Um, this is interesting stuff. So, Teddy Delaney, I'm going to start with you. When did you start to realize that eSports was for real? Well, honestly, Marty, uh, eSports has been kind of taking the world by storm uh, professionally for quite a while now. Um, but to be honest with you, Jill Murray is the one who put me on it collegiately. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the beginning of 2018, uh, Jill reached out to me and sent me an article about uh, a specific school that was uh, starting, that had started the first varsity esports team. And Were you was, already at Lackawanna when this happened? No, I had okay. previously had an internship there. But uh, oh, I got it. Okay. Yeah, so keep going. Yeah. So uh, Jill sent me this email, and I did a little bit of reading, and 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 come to, came to find out that. Uh, there was some colleges that were trying to create varsity programs, varsity athletic programs, you know, giving a different genre of students uh, a chance to compete collegiately. Uh, so I started diving into it and we, we met uh, a couple times over the course of three months and threw together this crazy proposal just filled with different information on how how it can build up students and we can set them on a path to success. And a couple months later, we, we established a varsity esports program at Lackawanna College. Jill, anything to add to that? Like when you start to started to see that this thing is like the real deal. When I started to do research after I reached out to Teddy and we started talking about it, I, I was blown away by the vast reach of the esports ecosystem and the mm. community around it and what was happening in the collegiate world, mm-hmm. in the collegiate space. And as I started talking to people in the college community, you can imagine their reaction, right? The tradi- mm. Especially the traditional sporters, sure. the right. athletic director, our Hall of Fame football coach, who said, what What are you talking about? What are you, that doesn't, what are you, what are you saying? What are you thinking about? What are you saying? So we really had to put a very tight proposal together in, to go in front of our board of trustees sure, because it required a, a significant investment on our end. And I think they kind of looked at me cross-eyed and... and <laughs> Once we put we laid out the the plan in front of them and the multidimensional pieces that we have going, they approved it. Yeah, you kind of had uh, data to back it up. We uh, did. There was some things going on, right? So Teddy, back to you. Um, 
who's this attracting? Who did it attract, let's say, three, four, five years ago? And who's it attracting now uh, in whatever level? Collegiate, high school, pro? Talk to me about that. Who's this, who's this attracting? Sure. And that's the interesting thing, Marty, is, is because it's attracting everyone, I think. Um, and, and there's data to show that as well. See, I, I came from a traditional sport background myself. In, in high school, I played soccer, basketball, ran track. I swam cross country. Um, and a, a little on the side, I, I played video games at night, you know. Sure. But uh, we have, in, in our program, we have had wrestlers. We've had baseball players. We have kids in the culinary program. We, we have uh, kids from every different area, every different degree. Right. So while there's, there's kids that are mainly gamers you know maybe some are a little more introverted that's that's what they do that's those are their interests but that's not everyone there's a lot of kids out there that that are interested in playing video games that just maybe their their main interest is a traditional sport but that's their hobby on the side anyone can do it the 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 door is open for everyone we have we have uh, boys we have girls we have kids with different uh, dis- disabilities you know and it's just it's open to everyone so there is a game out there for anyone to play so i could see Generally speaking, quote unquote, younger people do all kinds of gaming. They do different sure. things. Mention a couple of games that is commonplace that a lot of people play. We're talking about before we came on the air, a couple of games. Sure. So I mean, there there are your traditional sport games like like Madden, which is football, uh, FIFA, sure. which is soccer, NBA Two K, yeah. and and all of those traditional sports games are played at a highly competitive level. Got it. But then you have your your other games like Call of Duty. There are online card games like Hearthstone, League of Legends, Overwatch. Mm-hmm. There are uh, uh, well over a dozen official esports titles. You know, um, and it's just what what game are you interested in? What game do you have the best skill set? And again, these games require critical thinking strategy teamwork ah. so it's a lot of there's a lot of crossover between traditional sports and esports believe it or not so back to you Jill so he just hit something that I wanted to talk to you about anyhow so right. uh, it's obvious that they're they're playing these games and they're gaming but from a collegiate level since we're mm-hmm. talking about you know Lackawanna he mentioned critical thinking skills what else is involved in from your point of view that is why is this valuable I think there's a lot of value to esports on many different levels. First of all, it does promote this team concept, right? This critical okay, thinking, team. strategic thinking, the ability for people to learn how to relate and communicate to one another. There's such incredible, just like you know, your your team is on the basketball court, trying to to talk to each other and communicate mm-hmm. verbally and nonverbally. These these folks are doing the same kinds of things. I think the other interesting piece for the, the first piece to this is this is probably the first sport that we're able to think about building degrees around. Wow. So This is the first sport that you can think about building degrees around. around. Yeah. Oh, you got to go deeper on that for yeah. me. So yeah. <laughs> the ecosystem of esports, the business ecosystem of esports is massive. And so we can think about you know, kids that are playing video games are attracted to cybersecurity or IT. Uh, kids uh, that are playing esports are attracted to the graphics and the graphic design of these mm. games. They're attracted to sports management and event management because they go to these to these live games, which are like concerts. It's like a it's like going these to a concert. These are mega events, oh, right? Yeah. These Huge. are mega events. Huge. I know. And so it is. It is truly for us and what we've tapped into, you know, in our our strategy our multi-pronged strategy is that we're now thinking about how to build degrees around esports, And for us, that's a completely new and innovative thing to do. Did you have that vision right from the get-go? Is this something that you learned along the way, Jill? I'm, 
unfairly putting you on the spot there, maybe. Yeah, I think we learned it along the way. When when we first hired Teddy in May of um, 2018, we all kind of sat around the table and said, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And there was a conference in Las Vegas, yeah. which happened to be a lot of fun to go to. <laughs> Why not? Um, <laughs> where we learned a lot about the ecosystem, a lot about the business end, a lot about the sponsorships, a lot about the technology pieces and what attracts these students and what students are attracted to it. Mm-hmm. So we're learning as we go, but we've, we think that uh, building degrees around this is, is a certain kind of strategy that we have never employed and we're really excited about. Where do you stand in terms of the other colleges? Teddy, I'll look to you for this one. Uh, you compete with other colleges, correct? Correct. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so we uh, we can play literally anyone we want, and that's the the beauty of esports is everything is is mainly held via the internet. So we're very close friends with uh, the the Boise State esports team. You know, we're very close with some people at Randolph Macon College. Um, and then again, we can we can play Kings, we can play Wilkes, Marywood, anyone that has a team. We can connect with them online and play with them. We have a, a weekly scrimmage schedule with Boise State. And they're interesting. It, it's crazy because we, it's interesting. Yeah, we played Harvard last year. We played yeah. Rutgers. I mean, we're playing teams and students that we would never otherwise get a chance to know or play. Mm-hmm. I'm really thinking about this whole. You call it an ecosystem, right? Yeah, right. And and you sent me this graphic, and wow, uh, what a global point of view that you can build entire degrees around this. Content creators, entrepreneurs, organizers, strategists. These are event organizers, sports management. I think you mentioned that. Uh, business developers, there's huge business dollars in this. Is there not, Teddy? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, there's big sponsorships, right? Yes, huge. Talk to me about huge. it. I mean, if you think about it, uh, the, the Philadelphia Fusion uh, is a professional Overwatch team. Overwatch is one of the many sure. esports titles. Yeah. Um, and now they are kind of taking a, a card out of uh, traditional sports where it, some of the major cities around the world have their own teams and uh, the Philadelphia Fusion just partnered with Comcast and they are building a $50 million uh, esports arena facility. They're building it? Oh yeah. I think construction is on. There's real right money now. in yes. this. I got to invest here oh, yeah. somehow, yeah. Jill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got any tips? That's exactly right. <laughs> and then something we were just talking about out, out front there is uh, some of these organizations have prime time television deals. You know, yeah. you can see an Overwatch match on Disney yeah. XD, ABC, ESPN. You know, there's big names out there. You see that coming, but most, but how, not but, I guess you'd say, but tell me, is it really coming through the streaming services like YouTube and where are people actually seeing or participating most in this? Right. Majority of the views uh, of people watching these events are going to happen on platforms like Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, even Facebook, you know, anywhere that you can stream video, uh, there are companies putting up their, their events, you know? Yeah. Uh, what's the website uh, people to learn more about this whole program? For us, it would be you can go right to our website lackawanna.edu slash esports. Uh, we have uh, we have a Twitter, we have Facebook, um, we have our own Twitch uh, Twitch TV slash lackawanna edu. Um, but yeah, on Facebook and Twitter, uh, you search at Play LC Esports, mm. and you can find everything from uh, scheduling of our events, different community events that we do, find our rosters, everything. Is this semester based? I guess I'll stay with Teddy, unless you want to answer, Joe. <laughs> it's, it's, is this semester based? How is this? Is there seasons to this? Is, yeah, there what's are. What's it look like? There Talk are. To me about and, that. and it's interesting now because a lot of these different conferences and leagues are trying to establish rules. You know, you have player eligibility for traditional sports. Um, so, for instance, in the NJCAA, a lot of our traditional sports yeah. compete in. Um, you have X amount of semesters that you can compete. Um, for esports, 
again, it's all online. So you can play in a fall season, a spring season, a summer series, a winter series. So right now we are playing in fall seasons. We're playing in spring seasons during the summer. I'll put on summer camps in the winter. We'll have a community event, bring in some, some, some kids to just mess around, play Fortnite, you know, but yeah, we can, we can pretty much compete year round in esports. And they can win prize money too. And, and it not make them money. ineligible, right? Yeah. Well, go go a little so deeper the, on that. Yeah. Jill, so go ahead. the N, so the NCAA is the traditional collegiate sports sponsor, which is a four year eligibility driven amateur status only okay. uh, organization. The NJCAA, which is the junior college NCAA, um, for traditional sports has that same qualification, but for esports, there is none. Interesting. So a student can win prize money Interesting. Um, and still be eligible and not compromise their amateur status. So it's a very attractive proposition. Some of these kids are making hundreds of dollars a weekend or more. I'm liking that. I If I knew that earlier, I probably would have got more interested. Right. Do you, do you have any eligibility? <laughs> I, 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 can make, I can make some money, huh? Yeah. So where I was you caught my uh, attention with that, but what I was thinking of, and this again may be an unfair question. I'm a novice. Is this giving an opportunity? So you play basketball, you play football, whatever you play, uh, and you like gaming. The folks that are doing this, though, is this giving them a new opportunity to participate in something that maybe they couldn't participate in before? Is that, yes. Is that a fair question? Yes, absolutely. Talk I think I that. think there's a lot of there's a lot of kids that may not have. Uh, one, the skill or the confidence to go into traditional sports. Um, like I said, uh, we, we tend to have uh, some, some introverted kids, um, but once we bring them in, they, they enter into a room that's full of kids with the same interests. Yeah. So while we are tapping into a new genre of students that may not have had that chance to join a traditional sport, there are, there's, there's a crossover. There's Anyone a mix can of both. do this. Yep. Any, it can, yep. They can gain the skill and, oh, yeah. and can get better at it. Jill, how many uh, students do you have now? And, and when you answer that question or... Give me a rough number. Tell me about the game room. So roughly how many students do you have involved? We have about 40 students right now. In the fall, we're expecting 50, which is a a lot for for any Are there scholarships available for this? We just- Like on or elsewhere? We just gave out about close to $30,000 in scholarships this year. Holy moly. Yeah. And so parents are thrilled when they're hearing that. Parents. I'm going to get to the parents, but (laughs) keep the parents in mind. I want to talk about that, Teddy. Uh, but tell me about your game room. How did it come about? What's in there? Why is it exciting? The game room is just this really cool, crazy space. You know, it, it has all this high-end equipment. It is the, you know, top of the line from a technology perspective. The infrastructure needed to set this up to have, you know, 45 computers running at the same time and, and multiple players playing these games was significant. So we had a sizable investment. Yeah in that facility but it's you know it's got neon lights and great bold colors and you know you're sitting in these what look like you know pilot chairs and uh these kids are just having a great time these you know state-of-the-art headsets and computer graphics and when when students and parents walk into that place you're it's sold i'm going to come back to you for the parents um hold that thought how did you design the game room was there a model to follow? Did you go to manufacturers? Uh, how did you figure out what to put in the game room? Sure. I think it's it's a little bit of uh, m- me previously watching a lot of these events, so I got a good feel of, of the atmosphere, the vibe that a lot of these places put off, you know, and then I got to uh, see the facility that we were potentially going to be housed in, so I got a lay of the land a little bit, um, and it just... 
the the way that our room is designed, it was it was kind of perfect for inlaying some nice graphics, you know, and, yeah. and outlining nice neon lights. So we, uh, yeah, I kind of just stood back, looked at the room, and, and over the course of a, of a week or so, uh, just made a made a yeah. made a few plans, you know, and we have uh, two eighty inch TVs in there where we can watch our game footage and run practice from. You know, it's it's yeah. it's like walking into a, a battleship essentially, and we wanted to yeah. give that cool that space. vibe and that atmosphere to our students that they're going into battle in there. Jill, there was one investment in this. There's some high power technology running in that room. High power technology. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a several hundred thousand dollar yeah. investment that we had to be very capable to be able to pay ourselves back. And obviously, with those students and that tuition, we we're able to do that. Sure. But what we what we also proposed to our board of trustees was a multi dimensional plan business plan that not only focused on getting teams up and running and having tuition revenue, but what are the other pieces of the ecosystem that we could tap into to build a business around, to generate revenue outside of tuition so that we could sustain this wonderful, you know, this room, the infrastructure, but also then to generate revenue outside. So we started what was at one point the only video Collegiate esports podcast in the country. Now there's a couple. Yeah, make sure you mention the podcast. Copied, copied us. Yeah, called the Game Room, and Teddy can certainly talk about that. We're looking at, you know, how do we commercialize opportunities? You know, how can we get into the jersey market? How can we get into the commodities market with esports? We're looking at potentially starting a conference so we can have tournaments and a conference championship. Sure. And then yeah. the final dimension to that is we have this beautiful theater at our college that we're, we just got a $125,000 grant to help transform technology-wise into an esports arena. Wow. So we're going to be generating live events and revenue from those live events. So it's a multidimensional business plan right. and that we've never done before because of this esports industry. How exciting. It's very exciting. So let's get to those parents. Those parents that are the students like... Uh, Talk to me about parents' reactions. Jill, let's go to you first. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's been the biggest surprise and meaning to me. What? They, you know, of course, parents and grandparents know this industry just by, please put your games away. It's time for dinner. <laughs> that, that's a negative right. point of view, though. <laughs> and they keep saying, you know, stop playing these video games. You're driving me crazy. Or we need to spend family time together. And then when they realize that this is an actual sport, these kids can really become really good and earn college scholarship. Boy, is there... To change, change. Yeah. <laughs> point of view different. They really do have a different point of view, and then when they see the the uh, the room, it's a it's a wholly different feel. And then when Teddy talks about the structure that we have around the sports themselves and the teams and how they're run and the you know the process around that, they feel really confident that their kids are going to be in good hands. So, Teddy, is there the same high academic standards apply to esports as across the board at Lackawanna? Absolutely. Yeah, we try to stay right in line with the rest of our athletic programs, maintain a specific GPA, attend four hours of study hall per week, uh, mandatory class attendance, you know, and we, we really implement that. And I do weekly grade checks with all my coaches. And if I get a notification from a teacher, I'm on that student right away, you know, and we try to tell the parents that right off the bat, you know, we're not locking your, your child in a room for eight hours a day playing <laughs> video games. They have requirements. If your son is not, if your son or daughter is not getting the grades, they are not going to be allowed in. Like that's, that's first and foremost, we're putting you on a path to academic success. And if you want to be in here and be able to touch these amazing machines, you got to get the grades. I can't believe I'm going to say what I'm going to say next. 
um, but correct me if I'm wrong. This is a career. This is no d- different than choosing to be an engineer or to being an architect. This is this can be in well already is yeah careers. I know. I mean, yeah. you look, you look, you see all these different yeah. aspects that there are areas that they can go into. But then again, you look at it from traditional athletics. You're always going to have a couple kids on the basketball team or football team that have potential to go further. Just like in esports, if they have the skill set, right. they have the personality and yeah. the charisma to go further. They can be recruited by professional amateur organizations. Okay, hit on two other things. See, we could go on for hours here. We can. Um, you said personality and charisma. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with playing esports and you're playing Harvard in whatever game you're playing? How does that enter into it? So I think that goes into a, a, a more specific area that is on this graphic here uh, okay. in terms of content creators or streamers. Okay. Um, if, if you, maybe you're not good enough to be on a professional competitive team, but if you're good enough at the game and you have a personality, maybe you're funny, you can stream for eight hours a day. And that just like you have people subscribe to your podcast because they love listening to you. They think you have great information. They'll watch you play the video game because you're funny, you're good at it. Maybe you link up with different people. Uh, there's professional uh, Fortnite players that have linked up with people like Juju Smith from yeah. the Steelers or Drake, uh, a recording artist, you know, and they just, that's how they make money because people watch them and they donate to them and say, I will watch you every day, you know? So, DC Taylor, my producer, how good are you at these games? We've got to learn to get a new revenue stream going here, DC. I like Angry Birds. Oh. There you go. <laughs> Believe it or not, they have mobile yeah. competitions. Nice. Oh, man. DC's in. in. So, the business for the show is going to start a whole new segment. I can see it's making money here. I'm, I'm inspired, you know? Um, so, Jill, uh, so you had the, how many years? Three years you started? Three years? Two now? years. It'll two? be two years in May. We're in our fourth semester. Two, yeah. Fourth semester. Okay. So what is the board of directors or your trustees or whatever, whoever you report to, what are they saying and thinking about it now? Are you getting any feedback or am I putting you on the spot too much? No, I, they always ask about it. They always ask how enrollment is, how are the kids doing, you know, what are they doing to... You know, what's making them stand out? And I think ah. our, our team GPA is really strong. They really have, a, they're good kids. They put, put a lot of time in, a lot of service to the college. So they're, they're more concerned about them just kind of on a humanistic level, mm-hmm. making sure that they're, they're okay. Straight yeah. and narrow path. <laughs> That's good. Right. What, if anything, has surprised you, Teddy, over this tenure at Collegiate? Well, and we hold that with that thought, add that thought to it. What surprised you or uh, pleased you, whatever the right words are, the last couple of years? And then after you answer that, I'd like to talk about what's happening in high schools. Sure. Go. So I think the most surprising thing for me is how new this still is and how in its infancy stage this still is. You know, there isn't a NCAA of esports yet. There are a lot of uh, leagues and organizations trying to figure out the perfect structure. You know, we're, we're taking part in three different leagues and conferences just so we can fill our game schedule, you know. And something that we've learned is that it's, it's still like the wild, wild west out there. You know, mm. we can, someone can say, hey, we have an Overwatch match at 7 o'clock, but that team, maybe they, their kids have class, maybe they have work, and they can't play at that time. And it, it gets a little frustrating that we have to reschedule and work with a bunch of different uh, schedules and time zones even. Because yeah, it sure. still hasn't... Sure. 100% even been regioned out, you know, so we can play a school on the opposite end of the uh, uh, country that can play at a certain time that ends up being 10 o'clock at night for us, you know, yeah. so, yeah. Um, and then you find out that there's, 
some of these games are are way more um, uh, popular than other games. You know, when we when we reach out to kids, uh, what games do you want to play? What teams can we form? And then come to find out that this crazy obscure game is is has millions of viewers and followers. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. um, and then. Again, you learn you that you learn the different uh, the groups of, the different groups of kids that are interested in these games. You know, I I knew coming from my standpoint that there was going to be some traditional sporters interested, but you know, it, it's very interesting when you put all these different kids in a room together and see how they become friends. You know, we had we had one of the most introverted kids join our program last semester. Wouldn't even make eye contact with you. Could barely talk to you. And this semester, he's starting conversations. He's engaging. He's running practices and calling VODs and calling plays. And it's like we pulled him out of his shell. Oh yeah, you know I, I, I recently. Yeah. The team thing does yeah. that as much as anything oh, yeah. else. The team yeah. thing that whole thing. So talk to me about high schools. What's happening at the high school level here in our region or across the country? So again, just like we saw the spark on the collegiate stage, there is. Uh, high school esports leagues, and we're seeing schools like Riverside and Wyoming, Wyoming area, and and all these other high, local high schools like Valley View looking into start these programs because they have those kids there too um, that are looking for something to get involved with, and they're going to be looking to go to school, college, yeah, exactly uh, for this. So and... there's incentive every step of the way. You know, yeah. look at this amazing facility we can provide if you get the grades. You know, if you join in and get involved, look yeah. at the the schools around you that we can send you to that we can have people like me come recruit you to get a scholarship to play video games on a collegiate level you know it's it's insane and Jill like you're saying I mean people are making money there's huge money in this there's huge events it's coming on national TV it's it's streaming like crazy Uh, there's mega events I know being held in Atlantic City and Mm -hmm. and elsewhere Vegas I'm sure a lot of things are going on in Vegas I'm sure that so we need to wrap up Uh, Jill I'll start with you first what didn't we talk about that I should have asked you Anything? Not not too much. I think what we're trying to do is create an economy for this region around esports to try and generate a whole way of thinking about this new industry as a as a boom for Scranton, as a boom for the region and the city, and really try to up our game. We're trying to up our game so that everybody else ups their game. You know, there's plenty of room for everybody in this in this field. Yeah, sure. And we, you know, we're leading the movement in esports in our region and in our city. And we want to continue to do that. We want to create an economy around esports. Well, again, you're recognized nationally now. Right. I mean, you're playing games with other schools and other communities, and so you're already recognized. So, Teddy, anything I should have asked you or that you want to point out, something I missed or you want to? We touched on a lot. And, again, like you said, we could talk about this for hours. Um, But I think uh, get ready to see the number of varsity esports programs surpass the number of varsity football programs. In the next whoa, <laughs> couple, say that one more time. Couple years. See, I'm get up off the floor. Couple more years. Get up off the floor. Yeah, uh, and that's that. Uh, like I said, surpass the number of varsity football programs. Collegiate. I'm already hearing words about NASCAR that, that it, esports is actually has more viewers than oh yeah than NASCAR. There, there are plenty of charts out there that you can list. Yeah. it goes from Super Bowl to so I'll put it this way: the Super Bowl. Let's say the Super Bowl this year had 175 million viewers worldwide. The highest viewed East professional esports competition came in 150 million. Professional. Professional. So, so there's a, sponsorship dollars, there's oh yeah. events, there's a this is oh a yeah. whole. just beginning. And just talk about an ecosystem yeah. of money. Yep. yep. Right? Some of these professionals are making thirty thousand a month. Wow. 
DC, are you listening to this? We got to get a program out here. All right. So I said right at the very beginning that uh, I I wanted to bring these folks in. I want to bring Teddy and uh, Jill in. Uh, yes, this is a local school in my area, Scranton, Pennsylvania, which I'm proud to say. You're here. I'm proud to say that I'm here. This is a national show. So I want folks to be able to contact you if if that's okay with you. Of course. So tell me your website again and if they and can they reach you through the website. So give me Teddy, give me your website. Absolutely. You can go right to Lackawanna.edu slash esports. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at play LC esports. That's at play LC esports on Facebook and Twitter. Our Twitch, if you'd like to view any of our streams, we stream Monday through Friday at <clears throat> twitch.tv slash Lackawanna EDU. Excellent. So my guests have been Jill A. Murray, Dr. Jill Murray, and she's the Executive Vice President, Chief Innovation Officer, and President-Elect of Lackawanna College. Congratulations. Thank you. And Teddy Delaney, and he's the eSports Program Administrator. So thank you both for being part of the Business Builder Show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks a lot, Marty. Thank you so much for listening to the Business Builder Show. To learn more about me, and I'm Marty Wolf, go to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. That's Marty Wolf businesssolutions.com. To learn more about Kelly Hoey, go to her website, which is jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. And of course, you can find Kelly and Marty on LinkedIn and Twitter. A reminder, you can find all our Business Builders shows on iTunes, Spotify, and on your favorite podcast app. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf.